Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom, Chaverim. That's Hebrew for hello, friends. And Shabbat Shalom. That's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. Today, I bring you an interview with Anna Hirschman, and she's going to share her story of how she came to the Lord. And I've got great music for you, so stay with me, and I'll be right back. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at our new location at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock a.m. Please join us for worship. And while you're in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open on Mondays from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m., Wednesdays from 3 o'clock p.m. to 8.30 p.m., Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., and after Shabbat services on Saturday for about 30 minutes. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit the Congregational Building. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester, New York area, be sure to visit Shemayas Royale and the Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. That was Jonathan Sattel. And next up, here's McKedam, one of my favorite songs, Hallelujah. It's based on Psalm 150. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I hope y'all have breath today. <laughs> 
Wow, what a powerful song from McKettam. I love it a lot. Well, this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings. I'll be featuring in an interview with Anna Hirschman later on. But right now, here's an important announcement about classes forming now at Congregation Shemias Royal in Rochester. If you have had or have been involved in an abortion decision, you may be experiencing emotional difficulties. You may feel like your life is out of control or struggle with self-destructive behaviors. You can find freedom from these challenges. The ministry Finding Freedom and Forgiveness Post-Abortion can help. Groups are forming now. Please contact us at 585-204-7869, email us at fffpaclass at gmail.com, or visit us on the internet at f3pa.org. God bless you. Again, that number is 585-204-7869. Please call. We'd love to help. This next song is really dear to my heart. Sally Klein O'Connor and her husband Michael make an amazing team. He writes a lot of the lyrics. She writes a lot of the music. This next song is called Come Meet the Author of Life. And I want you to listen carefully to the words and realize how much the Lord loves you. And if you were the only person, he would still love you. He would still give his life for you. Come meet the author of life. It was one of those quite unspectacular days that sneak up and catch you off guard. The kind that you usually let slip away like leaves blowing out of the yard. I was taking my usual brisk morning walk Through fog you could cut with a knife Caught a sign in the window of the local bookstore It said, come meet the author of life Come meet the author of life Come bring your husband, your children
I'm Sally Klein O'Connor, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. And now here's an oldie but goodie from Liberated Wailing Wall. Behold, God is my salvation. Ah! Uh-huh. 
Okay, there's a whole lot I can say about this song. First of all, that was Marty Gantz. It comes from a CD called Songs of Israel. And Havanah Gila means let us rejoice. And if you've ever gone to a Jewish wedding, there's usually a circle dance called a hora that they do during this song. It's a very popular song in the Jewish community. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I think we're going to have to do a double header because when I think about Marty Getz, there is a song that he recorded years ago based on Isaiah 61 where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I want you to hear these words because it really ministers to my heart and I think it will to yours as well. And then stay tuned for my interview with Anna Hirschman. Anointed me, 
Yes, the Lord has anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor and to bind up the broken in heart, to proclaim His freedom to all who are bound, all who are bound. And I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, and my soul shall exult in my God, for He's clothed me with garments of His salvation. He's wrapped me with robes of His Yes, upon me is the Spirit of the Lord. Upon me is the Spirit of the Lord. He's anointed me with the Spirit of the Lord. This is Marty Getz, and you are listening to Bagels and Blessings. I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent air, heating and cooling. 585-889-7840. And now, here's my interview with Anna Hirschman. Anna Hirschman, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Thank you so much for inviting me, Ethel. Well, I had my bagel for lunch, and now I'm going to have blessings. <laughs> I'll do my best. Oh, wow. Well, I'm excited to find out about another believer, and I'm excited to learn all about your story. So let's start at the beginning, and let's talk okay. about how you were raised. I think you were raised in a Jewish home. Let's start there. Was it a religious or observant Jewish home? Um, I was raised in an Irish Catholic home. Oh, that's right. Okay, great. <laughs> so much for my memory. <laughs> my grandmother was from Ireland, and she was the youngest and the only one to leave Ireland. I think she ran away from Ireland. She did not like the people there. And she married a very prim and proper Englishman who I never got to meet. He died before I was born. That was my mom's parents. Oh. And my dad's parents were both from Northern Ireland. My na maiden name is Getty. Oh, how exciting. Wow. Well, somewhere along the line, you developed an interest in Israel and the Jewish people. How did that happen? Yes. So I did marry my nice Jewish husband. And we were having our second child... And I prayed secretly for a little boy because we had two girls. Everyone would say, what are you praying for? And I'd say, healthy baby, which was true. And then we found out we're having a boy. And we went out to dinner to pick the name, which Ellis picked Noah and I picked Samuel, Noah Samuel. 
And then I went on the quest of should I or shouldn't I circumcise. Every door was closed to not doing it, except the American Board of Pediatrics at that time was against it. But my pediatrician, who Noah later called Pop-Pop Doc, <laughs> he, he was absolutely against that decision. And then researching in scripture, I just saw that the Lord's parents took him on the eighth day. And I shut my Bible and I went, that's it. I have to do this. Mm. And on that day, walking down with Noah in my arms with my very tall Irish Catholic family and all, everyone wearing kippahs and my husband's family, we had his first at home. Yeah, and that was it. I knew. I said, Lord, you're making me messianic. Wow. Well, you know what, Anna? I have really jumped ahead because, you know what, yeah. I, I forgot to ask you the most important question of all. Usually, okay. usually I don't forget such a thing. Um, oy. Growing up in your mm -hmm. Irish Catholic family, yes. when, when did you develop a personal relationship with Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah? Well, because of a lot of trauma... In my family, in my growing up, I actually left parochial school and went on a quest of, uh, there has to be a God, but who these people represent cannot be it. <laughs> and I went, in, I went into all fathoms of religion, even dabbling for a while in Satanism. Really? Yes. In Satanism, I saw that there was real power. And I had some freaky things I don't want to get into, but I knew without a shadow of a doubt that Satan was real. So I knew the opposite had to be real. So I always had my mind open to what is the real truth. Now, I had an older half-brother who I did not grow up with. He grew up in Florida, and he ran away from home at 14. I went to live with the Hells Angels in uh, Los Angeles. We yeah. got reacquainted later, and then he went to prison, and then he got out, and he called me, and he said, I'm now born again. And I was like, ha, ha. And um, I actually was mocking him. I said, now he's conning for the Lord. Actually, my whole family was. But he was in L.A. I didn't have to worry about it. But he was very persistent in reaching out to me. And one of the things he did was he sent me a pictorial Bible because he knew I loved world cultures. And I did love the pictures in the Bible. That was it. I told him, I'm not reading any of this. So he went on a quest to get my mother to church. And he kept calling me, please take mom, please take mom. And I finally relented. And so me and my then boyfriend, who would become my husband, his son and my daughter, we went to pick up my mom. We were driving to the church, and Ellis was talking about how much he really enjoyed studying the book of Ecclesiastes when he was in college. And he was chattering away about that. And we get to this little church, and in the pew goes my mom, and then Matthew, then my daughter Jocelyn, then me, and everyone called me Anne then, and my husband to be. We all looked like it was Easter morning, but it wasn't. 
And this little pastor came out after the hymns, and he said, I want to talk to you about the book of Ecclesiastes. We all looked at Ellis. And then he said, let me remind you of, of Jesus's grandmother, St. Anne. I said, hmm. And then he talked about the little girl who took the general to the river to get healed of leprosy. And then he said, this is what St. Matthew has to say. Oh. And then he said, let me tell you about the woman at the well. So Jesus said to her, go get your husband. And she said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you are right to say that, for you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. And we all looked down the aisle at my mother, because that was exactly what was going on in her life. And she took her wide barren hat, pulled it down over her head, and began to sink. So I'll be finished in just a minute, but we had plans for brunch, and she was livid. On the way back to her house, I had to tell her, calm down, Mom, you're scaring the kids. I'm going to call your brother. He set that up. He called that pastor. How dare him? So we got in her house, and she's in the kitchen. I can hear her yelling, and then she comes out, and she sinks down in the dining room chair, and she says, here, your brother wants to talk to you. So okay. I get on the phone. We went to the wrong church. <gasps> Are you kidding me? No, we went to the wrong church. But God had a message. God did, and it, it impacted me greatly. And the following week, my family we went to the right church and then the next night i had i signed the visitor's card and a girl named marianne marshall led me to the lord the next night so this was 1983 and i look over and ellis is on his knees with a guy named dave and from that night on i just knew that salvation was a free gift that the awful, terrible sin of the world was paid by the awful, terrible, suffering death of our Messiah on the cross. When Satan thought he won, then Yeshua rose from the dead, the Mm. first one to eternal life. Yeah, so that began my, my quest of finally reaching the truth. That's yep. incredible, Anna. Just incredible. Okay, yeah. so so we'll fast forward a little bit, and you okay. you got your son circumcised, and I know you sort of found your way into Messianic Judaism. Now, how did that happen? Well, that started through this. So when I was walking down the steps carrying Noah, I'm literally talking to Holy Spirit saying, Okay, I get the message. I'm sorry you needed to, like, hit me on the side of the head, Lord. And as I'm saying that, my two dear friends are walking in my front door who have been begging me, Jewish believers, to come on Friday night. And I kept saying, I go Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I'm not going on Friday night, too. But as soon as I saw them, it all started fitting together. So we started to attend a uh, small congregation which was held at their home called uh, Bet Shiloh and that was the beginning and then that following Christmas I said to Ellis I don't think I'm celebrating Christmas anymore and he went 
does that mean you're not taking the 10 boxes of Christmas stuff? Well, I didn't say stuff. Out of the attic. And I went, that's right. And he went, hallelujah, there is a God. <laughs> I will say three years into our marriage, he came in from work one night and he said he really didn't believe that he said that he believed to get me. And he went, he came in the door and said this. And I remember making a big, I used to cook like maybe 10 meals at a time. And I had this huge pot of meatballs on a um, stove. And he went up the steps. I just remember tears falling down my face. My phone rang. And it was a Jewish uh, pastor named Mitch. And he said, what's going on at your house? Holy Spirit told me to call right now. And he spent three hours, he came over spent three hours with my husband, but he's like, I didn't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But 12 years ago, he did accept the Lord into his heart. So now I know where he is, which is great joy. Hmm. Now, what do you mean by that? Now you know where he is. Well, I lost my husband in January. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, um... You know, 12 years ago, actually, it was 13 years ago in March, so a little over 12 years ago, we were having a study at our house, and he asked the Lord into his heart that night, and it was definitely genuine. I saw the fruit, and we were doing a once a month Bible study at our home where we did co-teaching together. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Wonderful. Now, I have a question. So, you know, your extended family and cousins, aunts, uncles, none of them are are probably interested in, in Judaism. Do, do they understand your lifestyle and what you are doing now? Well, my grandmother was really interesting. <laughs> she said to me, because I would go see her. So Best Island moved to a place that was closer to where my grandmother lived. So I made an arrangement. So every Friday, I would bring a um, care package to my grandmother, food and items like that. And then I bundled up the kids and we drive to services. And one day she says, Anne, what the bloody hell are you doing? <laughs> she said, what are you doing with the Jews, Anne? I said, Grandma. Jesus is Jewish. She said, don't you know that when Jesus was baptized, he went down a Jew and he came up a Catholic? Oh, my gosh. I said, Grandma, you don't really believe that, do you? Dan, that's what they taught me in school. Now, in Ireland, she only went through to third grade. And so she was very well read, my grandmother, but she, her heart became more and more opened um, my mom was pretty hostile when she was hostile. She didn't become a believer for um, probably another 10 years after I had. And um, when I first became messianic, she was really excited. This makes sense. But then she became a believer and she told me I was putting up the dividing wall. So, you know, we had some struggles there. But it all worked out. I mean, I know where my mother is, too. Um, that's wonderful. Now, your your married name is Hirschman. That sounds Jewish. Yes. 
Yeah, Ellis is Jewish. Ah. Ellis was born and raised Jewish in a pretty secular home. Um, I used to care for his mom, and I did my darndest to witness to her when I was, uh, before I became Messianic in a Christian church. And it would be the only time she would curse at me. She would never curse at me. But when I became Messianic, and I asked her to show me how to make lakas homemade. We're grating the potatoes, and she's all excited, and she's really opening up. And then that Passover, we took her to hear um, Larry Feldman when Larry was in uh, Cherry Hill. And there was a large crowd there, I think about 140 people. And on the way home, she kept saying, there's something different about that rabbi. I never met a rabbi like that. And I just got to explain the whole thing. Anyway, she did accept the Lord into her heart also. Praise God. So, yeah. Well, the Lord has certainly been using you. and oh, Use me, Lord, please. Yes. Oh, wow. How would you like us to be praying for you and your family, Anna? Well, you know, I, I tell people I'm now out of the, the swamp of grief. But I'm in a cave looking out at the light, going back and forth. It's tough. It's very tough. It's a new way of life. I um, I really want God's will and purposes for my life. But I am going to have to downsize. And I, I do have a lot of economic restraints. And, um, yeah, just pray as Holy Spirit leads would be the best. Mm, absolutely. I know that... If if you had a chance to speak to someone that asked you this question, I bet you have an answer. Why should a non-Jewish person care about the Jews in Israel? Everything we have pertaining to the truth of Messiah comes from the Jewish people, from the Torah and the Tanakh to the New Covenant, the Brit Hadashah. Everything that we know of him, that we can learn about him, that we can share about him, that we can do for him, and honestly, that we can sacrifice for him, because I believe those days are coming upon us, it's because we are attached to a Jewish Messiah who says the Jewish people are the apple of his eye. He's so close to them that he can see and they can see the reflection of one another in each other's eyes. God's plan and purposes for his people has never ceased. And it's exciting times we're living in. It's the times that all the apostles wanted to live in. And, um, you know, we're called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, support Jerusalem, support Israel, and really pray for our um, the Jewish people, especially in North America. Um, they really need to come to know their Messiah. So, yeah, we need to keep sharing. I remember once my husband said to me, why don't you eat bacon anymore? <laughs> we were at a restaurant. And I used to love to get BLTs, and he said, you don't get them anymore. I said, how can I effectively witness to a Jewish person while eating a bacon sandwich? <laughs> I, I just can't do it. I'm not condemning anybody that eats bacon. I mean, that's between you and the Lord. But 
you know, we have a calling in our lives to be a witness. And people say, oh, I love them so much, but love is action. What do you do for them? What do you do? I mean, I have a Jewish man in my neighborhood. You guys could pray for him, Irving. He's an awesome artist. And I led his daughter, who is a a renowned, she has her uh, master's degree in fabric. In fact, she had a skirt in the Oprah magazine. I led her to the Lord. I took her to one function. She came up to me and she was, her face was ghosted. And I said, what's wrong? She, I want to go. I want to go right now. And she didn't talk to me for about three weeks. I finally, you know, you have to share with me what happened. Well, that person came over to me and said to me, wait till your father finds out that you asked the Lord into your heart. He's going to cut you off. He's not going to have anything to do with you. You're not going to have... And you know what? That just destroyed her. I can't believe somebody would say that. That's terrible. It's, um... I... Ah, yeah. And all these years later, I'm still praying and believing for her to come back to the Messiah. And mm-hmm. her dad. And I constantly, I bring them food. I bring them soups. In fact, I came home today from that errand I told you about earlier. And he always puts the containers in a brown paper bag and draws a picture on it and says, God bless you. Thank you. Aww. Well, yeah. it's, it's wonderful to see how the Lord is using you. And I can certainly tell that you're passionate about the Lord. And I'm inspired. So I just want to thank you, Anna, for chatting with me today we we've had a little chatting with chadwick session <laughs> it's been delightful ethel i see you so many times at messiah conference and i've heard about bagels and blessings and so i'm delighted to be a small part of it uh, well, praise God, God multiply the blessings and reach people's hearts. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, my dear. Until next time, I will say shalom for now. Okay. Shalom Alechem. Alechem Shalom. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday morning Mornings at 10 a.m. at our new location, 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. And now here's Debbie Chernoff with Psalm 30, followed by He's Coming Soon from Joshua Aaron.
Bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. <laughs>